how are you guys <laughs> i'm here with yet another episode i think i need like a new opening it's not like i have any opening here but i think i need an opening for my podcast because i just feel like having one i'm, I'm tired of asking guys how are you how are you <laughs> anyways I wanted to talk about this whole NYSC being like a draft has been it like banning NYSC, I'll be scrapping it has gone through the second reading at the National Assembly. And yeah, I wanted to talk about that but first let me tell you guys something. I'm reading like I love history or let me just say I love learning about history. I'm busy reading about history. Let me say reading and listening. Just knowing more about history. And I was on Twitter and I came across this tweet about the Japanese massacre in a place called Nanking. I, I want to explain where this Nanking is and all. Uh, the tweet was basically talking about how ruthless Japanese were doing. Like before the whole reshaping before how they are now like during the world war one period world war one world war two period yeah so that's what the tweet was talking about and i'm like yeah i know a little not enough but very little about the japanese history and i was i knew that they were like conquerors they were like colonizers of asia <laughs> that is how japanese were but i never read into details how ruthless they were like i've like let me even tell you some of the things i just finished reading about like some of the things they did um this this nanking this this nanking massacre that was basically that i basically mentioned earlier nanking was i don't know if it's still a place in china but it was like Ch the chinese capital back in around 1930s like around that world war one period let me be using that because i don't i, I don't do well with years so it was the chinese capital around the world war one period and um after the japanese somehow somehow the japanese were able to attack the places maybe it was during one of the ruthless period where they were just going to countries and killing and blah 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 anyways they entered nanking before they actually entered nanking they sent a letter to the chinese president do they call them that then shall the chinese president for them to surrender and i think the chinese president did not send a reply also anyways they and after the fourth day they went on to attack let me just tell you some of the things they did they killed people as little as like two years old like i'm reading about one story i'm reading about one story about one of the events that happened it's about a whole family that they killed yeah and apparently the families are muslims but back then i think back then they used to call them muhammadan or something like that they had different names for muslims so anyways here in this guy's journal entry he's like a muhammadan named ha so like they were going door to door after they conquered the nanking area and they reached his own door they opened it he opened it 
and then they killed him. And then there was his wife who was there, like begging them, like, I beg, don't kill us, don't kill us, don't kill me, blah, blah, blah. They killed her. Uh-uh. Then I think there was another woman. I don't know how this woman is related to them, but they had like a whole lot of family there. Her name was Mrs. H- I don't know how to pronounce it. It's H-S-I-E. Let's just, let's just call her Mrs. H. So her name was Mrs. H. And she was hiding under a table with her one-year-old baby. Then they stripped her. They raped her. Like about more than one man raped her. And they used a bayonet into her chest. A bayonet during the World War One was like a dagger-like knife that was put inside the gun that they used i think the gun they used back then during world war one had like a space for you to put a knife and then that knife that could fit into that space was called a bayonet and i had to research that because i was seeing a lot of bayonets in all this history history stuff so yes they the thing they did a lot was rape you then stick like a bayonet or a cane up up like the vagina of the girl and then they killed them so basically they did that to the woman then they killed the baby with the bayonet let's just say they stabbed the baby they went to the next room they saw her parents and then her two daughters they were like 16 and 14 then when they were about to rape the girl the grandma protected them and then they killed the grandma they shot her then because then the grandfather that was holding the body of the grandma they shot the grandfather they now raped the two girls did the whole whatever raping process and then they killed them then they went and they saw another like of the relative that was like seven years old they murdered her and then they saw two other kids four years two years old they killed her and that was like the least one of the least worrisome things they did like in terms of that mother way some crazy things they used to do was to force people to drink kerosene and then they shoot them to the explode they used to force people to walk on ice. Then they killed them. They used to throw people into a boiling pot of water alive. It was it was no no no. I I feel like of all the horrific things and the sort of history I've read is that's so horrific. This one, this one, is the top five. Let me see. Congo's own and this one. Congo and this. That the top five of most horrific punishments method in history <laughs> that I've read so far. So yeah, that's what I've been spending my beautiful Sunday. Sunday, as I'm, I'm recording this on Sunday. I have a paper to do, but somehow, somehow, here yeah, I'm reading this very, very nice, no, horrible, it's horrible. Like, I remember last year <laughs> when the whole coronavirus thing started and were like, NYS will be suspended for two years. I was happy. I was, I was happy. Because for some reasons, I really didn't want to do NYC. Even though everyone is like, NYC is fun. Camp Lack was really fun. I'm like, yeah, cool. I'm really not interested in that. Anyways... I don't know what happened no, that they started doing this whole NYC thing again. I'm like, cool. If I if you can beat them, you join them. Anyways, fast forward to this year. Um, I think 
some of my friends got drafted for the last batches and then the recent one the one that is going on now and yeah I haven't really asked them that story about it because part of me doesn't want to know but part of me wants to know because I want to know what I'm going to expect whether I should start planning to dodge it or not anyways uh, I saw the news and they're like it has gone through the second reading of whether they should scrap it and all. And I'm not going to lie, I was one of the few people, like, if from a very selfish perspective, that is from my own perspective, I was happy, not for other people, but for myself, because I didn't want to do it. But, like, if we're being real about everything, to some extent, NYSE has been quite helpful for a lot of people. It has been quite impactful to a lot of people too but it needs to be reformed number one it needs to be reformed in a lot of way like one thing i don't understand is why can't you register online me i don't like stress why can't they even register online number two you know that we have some states that are like in you know i don't know if i should call them war zone conflict areas we have conflict areas here in nigeria so why will you go and be assigning someone's child to one of these conflict areas lots of nyse students have been dying for what for what reason because of nyse but yet like it's 2021 you can see what is happening in borno yet you'll be assigning people there why and they know how unsafe the roads are see if the government and not ready to tackle our insecurity problem, then they have no right to be assigning people, children, to all these unsafe areas. They have no bloody rights. So, as apart from the insecurity stuff, I think, yes, if I'm to be very sincere and frank, it's actually a very good program. It gives some people at least something to add to their CV, like some work experience. I heard that camp was really impactful for some people. They made new friends. They learned a bit about the region they were assigned to. And let's not forget the main aim um, that NYSC was created was because of the whole civil war thing that happened. Although, like, I like the idea of the NYSC. <laughs> I don't think that would have actually worked like just recently i picked an english literature class for this semester share, and one of the the work the term paper that they gave us to do um was to pick three books we're reading this semester like some of the like she gave a list of three books actually because we're reading numerous books this semester so out of those numerous books she picked three um stay with me I want to talk about that book on this podcast someday, maybe another day. Um, the Secret Lives of Baba Shaggy's Wife. If you guys know, I think they're about to turn it into a Netflix movie. I don't know when that will come out. But you guys should read those two books if you ever get a chance to. It's like a short read. And then the final one was Chinua Achebe's that, co- that Was a Country. That's his memoir. And yeah, I picked um, There Was a Country. And our ten paper question was on how the book shows Nigeria as a country, 
willing or is it attempting to solve to find solutions for its problem anyways obviously if you read um there was a country you know that one of the major theme of that book was the biafra war general achebe really went into details of how biafra was from his own perspective especially since he was a an active member in its government and all that and that is how the whole nyc came in because i I like when i read that book and i look at nigeria now while regressing so it was hard for me to find something that will make nigeria look progressive like how is nigeria really really showing that it's trying to solve its problem anyways that's how i knew about how nyc came to be and how yakubu Gowan created it to help in quotation mark facilitate goodwill to, to what is even the word to help create like a more tolerant society and the whole idea of this nysc was that they send people from different regions to the other regions so if you're from like the north okay i can't just say north and south because that they're not homogeneous let's say if you're from the north east they'll probably send you to like a region that is not your region if you're from the southwest they'll send, send you to like a region that is not like to a country that is not a state a country so a state that is not in the in the southwest just like me that i come from the north central they probably would not send me to a state in the north central to send me to like a, a state in another region so that's how it is and yeah it's been going on like that. I, I need to ask my dad about his own experience. Maybe I will do that on the podcast when I go home. Because I'm really curious. So, me, the reason why... Oh, I never really told you the reason why. <laughs> I don't want to do it. It's the number one. The whole camp thing. <laughs> I remember watching someone's YouTube video. And she was showing me the toilet. I, I, and I was like, yeah. The toilet at the bedroom, and I'm like, no, nah, man, no, nah, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. And then the living conditions. See me, I'm all for comfort over everything. If you even listen to my last episode, I was talking about like my school. One thing I said was, the first thing I look at is the comfort, is the environment. Then I look at how good the education is. So for me, comfort over everything, like. Like, <laughs> yeah, so that that but like really when I was watching people's videos and when people were talking, it actually sounds fun. But okay, I have so many buts, buts, buts. <laughs> the thing is that NYC is very similar to this thing we did in secondary school. It's called leadership training. Leadership training was for like ten days, but I be two weeks. I'll just say 10 days. It wasn't up to two weeks, but it was more than a week. So let's just say it's 10 days. And leadership training in some way is similar to this NYS thing. To me, I feel like it's the baby of NYS. I don't know if every secondary school in Nigeria does it, or maybe you do it, but you call it a different name. But in my school, my secondary school, we call it leadership training. And that is done in SS2. 
after like during that before after your second term and before third term begins so it's during that easter holiday after the easter stuff the whole easter so that's when we do a leadership training Bef- um before the whole insecurity thing started um people in my school then they used to do it at they had a camp for it just that how you have nyc camp so like the students go to the camp to do that and I think I did experience that because I suffer. And even the one that we still did in my school because, because they started doing it inside the school instead. So even the one we did in my school was suffer. So imagine those people that just had to go over to that campsite. It's not suffer squared. And let me tell you how we started when we first came to school. The first thing they told us to do because in my school they did this is such as I don't know if they search everyone in their boarding schools, but let me just say it because I know how different people are. So when we first come for the leadership training, you come to your school, you there's an entrance side where you do your set they'll search you and whatever. They searched us and then they told us normally when they search you, you drag your box to the hostel or let's say your your parents they can just drive you with your box to the hostel. Anyways, let's just say you drag your box to the hostel. But no, those people say we should drop it there. And obviously, we already had gist from like people that had already experienced it, like seniors that already experienced it. So we all knew what was up. Uh-uh, that is how these people, it's actually soldiers that they, actually, they brought. And then some of the staffs or something, a bit so they brought soldiers to come and be training us. They now told us that we should carry our box and put it in our head and like carry it to the hostel. And if you see my school, um, where the researchers is in the academic area and our hostels are in the non-academic area. And that is like quite a distance, not too big of a distance, but it's a distance when you're carrying your box in your head. And let me just tell you, when we're packing, like when we're coming back to school for the leadership training, we're also packing our things for third term. We're packing our leadership training stuff and we're packing things for third term. And because and on in my school in general they don't allow contrabands, but for leadership training they allowed contrabands. So the like, people had two boxes. <laughs> people had boxes. Now tell us that we should carry it on our head and walk to the hostel. Hey I think they made yes, yes. In the evening like this, around like seven, maybe six. But I was carrying I remember me, I was carrying my own box. That finished searching me. I know not close my box well. I didn't know. I was carrying my own box on my head when my bag fell down. That's how my own this my everything just because that that woman scattered my box when she searched it. Everything just like scattered on the floor. And one of the should I call them supervisors? I let me just call them supervisors. I forgot what we used to call them. He was not there shouting, shouting. I'm like, calm down. Like my clothes has already removed, and he's not really trying to help me pick my things, put in my box, in my box, then put it on my head. We didn't even bother to close the box. We shall go to the door. That is how everything started. Before you know, five a.m. Like after Fadu, someone is knocking on all the doors. It's five bloody a.m. That breaking the doors that we should come out and go to the parade ground. <laughs> 5 a.m. They sent us to the parade ground. That there's this man. I forgot to be used to come in preparation. 
<laughs> we'll now be, we'll be doing all those attention at ease. They always make us to do exercise. Uh, sometimes, after that, they will not make us to, like, do much pass around the whole school, be singing, my left, my right, my left, my right, my left, right leg, my left, right leg, my left. <laughs> oh, mama, come and see you. Why are you waiting, man, they suffer? Why are you, they go give us to you? <laughs> I forgot the whole song. <laughs> Then go keep on, 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 on but like i liked that part no not the waking up in the morning but i love i loved these songs <laughs> that we sang they were, i love them let me not even like anyways that was one of the things we did and what else did we do oh yes the school wasn't the one cooking our food is one to ask the school food was not even that nice though imagine now they had their own cooks cooking our food and let up i swear to god right like throughout the whole 10 days i never ate food i never ate food from those people but the crazy thing is that they used to make us like they be like whether you're eating or not you still have to be there <laughs> i remember one time like that I, because i normally don't eat and sometimes i normally just don't show up which led to me getting punished because they still come to our dorm look for people that did not show up and then they'll make us <laughs> they made us crawl from our dorm i said from our hostel to the dining to the dining area <laughs> that was it they ah there was no punishment i did not do they made me crawl they made me frog jump because i just don't used to attend anything not like i don't used to attend anything but I didn't eat the food. I was just eating Indomie from the Mami Market and the contrabands that I had in my hostel. That was what I was surviving on. I don't know how I was surviving on that for 10 bloody days. Hmm. I remember one time where I don't know because we used to talk too much. The man was always complaining that as the set as set we talk too much, blah 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 blah. They used to punish us because we used to talk too much. One time like that, now they now made us stand up and put our cup and our plate on our head. Me self, oh, I'm doing what they told me to do. Before I know it, my plate fell down. And it was those metal plates they gave us. Yes, I didn't mention that they gave us our own, like one plate, one spoon, one cup. And that was what we were meant to be using. We're not meant to, like, that is our own. We're not meant to use any random. Sha, 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 sha. Mine now fell down. It was not that. Who is that? I did not see me try to, like, it's just my plate just fell them. No, it's not me. Like, you just see me try to just compose myself. Then they not drag me. Like, hey, you come out. And I came out and they were like, I should roll. <laughs> try, like, the whole, like, the part of this, the part of dining hall where we stayed, that should roll. And that's how I was there, just rolling, rolling, rolling on the floor. But then we did those, you know, that stuff where you be climbing rope and be doing that. We did that too. Uh, mountain climbing that was my worst day number one my water finished number two my bag the gym bag i had tore number three the trouser that i wore no one ever told me i would have, i should have worn black the trouser that i wore for that mountain climbing the trouser and the shoe that i used for mountain climbing then were never back to normal i just threw them because it had so much mud on it so much bloody mud on it because there's a point where we were meant to get down from the rock and you have to slide down. You have to slide down quite a distance 
for you to get down the rock. Damati Klembi was very annoying because number one, Abuja's son didn't come out to play. And imagine we're not on a rock. We're not on a bloody fucking rock. <laughs> we spent one hour on top of that rock. No water, nothing. Because my water finished, my bag has torn. Every day, song was too much. People are now on top dances because of the dancing and singing that we could not now calm down. Singing, no dancing. I said, Under this heat, that is why up to now, if you could tell me, Come, let's go hiking, I would just eye you because I'm not yet over that experience. I'm not over that experience. And then, yes, we had the mommy market I've mentioned. Actually, I think when we paid, <laughs> they put the whole leadership training price in our school fees, and part of the leadership training fees. They used to give us money. I forgot how much they used to give us every day. Like, they used to give us money every day to go and spend at the mommy market. So, yeah, that was it. And what else? I don't remember much, but, like, that was basically my leadership training experience. And when people tell me about... Oh, yes, and then every night we had, like, something like a social night, too. Wait, this was, like, a copy, like, a baby version of... NYC, if you actually think about it, we had like some events every night, each group, because we were put into platoons. I remember my mom, I was in Dixon and we had like a grave vest. I was put into a platoon. <laughs> I have a picture, a B2 pictures from leadership training. It's very ugly. Ew. I can't look at myself. <laughs> and then each night we're meant to like do each platoon had their own night and then we're meant to do something that night. I don't remember much. I remember I was doing a drama news segment. I don't know. So we had that. And then on the final day, like a final day to the last the evening before we ended the leadership training, they took, we picked like each, every platoon or every team will select members, some people from the section that will go out and buy food stuff that that night the evening before we end the leadership training we used to cook our own dinner and then there was a competition on who cooked the best so we did a lot too we now they will now set up firewood in the field areas and we'll cook with the whole big pot everything i was mad that was fun too that was nice we, we were chopping vegetables people were doing the firewood we are sure cooking the food was trash at the end of the day but we thank god <laughs> my team still won on top of that i have we had samosas we like we had stuff we had stuff and then finally the i think because we did random tax i forgotten some of the tax that we did so like we had different tax and at the end of the day the like on the final day the team that like excelled most in the tax were giving like badges everyone in my team got badge even the person that used to skip some of these tasks with me she got badge except me <laughs> but it's all good because they don't know where their badges are myself i don't know where my own is if i got and that was that that was it basically that was it and actually the experience i had there was is quite similar to the NYSE experience people talk about, but not as hectic as the NYSE experience. But yeah, it was quite, it was quite a run. I don't know, me myself, I still don't do it. Even though I've planned my life around it, if like there was no NYSE, the next step for me would have been like trying to see if I could 
like starts my masters during this this year then you know that is it but because of nys it's just i had to still put it in my life and i don't know maybe i'll end up wanting to go for it or end up doing it maybe they'll scrap it i who can tell hmm. i just remember someone that was saying that yes they should scrap it and replace it with military service i'll be like is this one all right person now went on to see that and see countries like south korea that used to do military service. i like you stupid who's doing military service <laughs> me amy <laughs> i'm complaining about suffering nyc camp you know want me to go and do military service they see south korea the thing about south korea is South Korea is a border nation with North Korea. They have this compulsory military service they had there started with the assumption like you never know when North Korea will mess up. You get that sort of thing. So even them they have to be prepared. That's why they always have the one-year compulsory military service. And that military service is very detrimental to you getting your citizenship, except um if you're a dual citizen. <laughs> you have so yes, you have to do that military service. That is different. But also, I'm not fighting with any bordering nation. I don't think... <laughs> I don't even know what to say. Because, you see, NYC military service people, you want to go and used to be fighting Boko Haram because me... <laughs> I cannot, I know, I'm not even going to, like, I cannot imagine myself being in the military. <laughs> Nigeria will beg me to leave because what? Military? It doesn't make sense. So people are really saying that they should replace with military service. What exactly are we going to be doing to replace with military service? Why? 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 Sha, I feel like if they want to, that I feel like we've done to do something about NYSC, number one, it needs to be reformed because if we're being frank, like if we all put our sentiments aside, we can agree that NYSC is quite of benefit, especially to a lot of Nigerians. It has been of benefit to them. It has helped them in some ways. It it has been good. Let me just accept that. So if they really want to do something about it, they really should reform it. I don't have much suggestions on how to reform it because there are millions of ways you can reform NYSC to be of benefit to not just individuals, to the society as large. Like, they can use it to help um, students find a fit. I mean, graduates find a fit. They can use it to help them get like work experience put them in a place that is quite relevant to what they studied or what part they want to be it can help them they can use it to help people career wise to fund their people's dreams encourage them like there are a lot of ways they can make it of benefits and i do hope <laughs> hope is a very strong word to use in nigeria especially when it comes to government <laughs> To still have hope means that boy you're trying man but anyways i do hope because i don't know a word to use do hope that if they eventually scrap it i'll be reform it it's the what the reformation makes sense should i not reform it in military service i beg let me do my own then guys let me just let the less badge do then you guys will reform whatever whatever because it's not me that can be doing this military service 
and yeah i guess i got a round up this thing actually this episode took longer than i expected i thought i would do like 15 minutes and x out you know like thank you for listening goodbye but hmm, this well the numbers i'm saying is saying otherwise anyways thank you all for listening see you in my next episode and if you're new you can go on and listen to my former episode you can also go to my blog www.mellowyfeedy.wordpress.com <laughs> yeah i have work to do so bye